This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hello, Kitty. This is your Julie, the Crypt Keeper, and you're listening to Slasher Radio. <laughs> Welcome to Slasher Radio. Mikey Bones here with Cat uh, and Rob. What's going on, guys? Hey. Howdy. Howdy. Howdy, y'all. Oh, <laughs> <No>. Jesus. <laughs> it's, this is your buddy Hopalong Humphrey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I like this. I like this. I'm not going to lie. I enjoy that a lot. Yeah, that's that's all I got. Yeah. I'll, I'll workshop the character, maybe. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Hopalong Humphrey needs to stick around. I do enjoy Hopalong Humphrey. <laughs> Spent a little too much time down south. We're going to have to bring you back up here a little bit soon, man. <laughs> Oh man, we are back. We are uh we have been super fucking busy. We are fresh off a of DBD week where we talked to Matthew Cote. That was a great conversation that we have with him and all the interaction and everything we've had on Twitter and YouTube and Discord and even Twitch and everywhere else. We love you guys. So anyone joining the show for the first time or is new, welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome. Uh, Hopalong Humphrey is apparently on the show. <laughs> Glad you're here for that. Um, yeah, so we have a Patreon pick that has been delayed. I don't know. Our schedule is all fucked. So our Patreon pick uh, technically I don't remember is, this. Y- yeah, you forgot everything. But our, You this, said there was a vote, but I don't remember there being a vote. 100% a vote. I uh, literally think you picked this movie. <laughs> Rob. <laughs> Rob, hold on, wait a second. If I were to pick a movie, would you be watching a leprechaun in space or something? It wouldn't be this. All right. I'm not guilty on this one. Uh, but we do have a Patreon pick. This one's technically on time. I don't think this is the makeup pick because at the last week of every month is when we do this. Mm-hmm. Our patrons get to nominate and vote on our movie topic for the month. Uh, once a month and this is when we do it so we do have a makeup pick coming uh, somewhere along the way i did tweet a schedule out not too long ago so and i don't have it in front of me i didn't so, pay any attention to that yeah i'm a pro oh. but we do have a patreon pick this week regardless so we'll be getting to all that later obviously we're talking attack of the killer tomatoes very popular movie and such but we'll get to that later we're gonna get some horror news we have a voicemail we got drink roll call to get to we got a lot of shit to do here uh, do you want to start with drink roll call, lady and gentlemen? Uh, sure. Yeah. I am drinking what is known as a Mexican mule. <laughs> oh, what the hell is that? It is a Moscow mule with tequila instead of vodka. Mm, is, but is that a real thing? Is it really called a Mexican mule or are you just calling it that? No, yeah, that's, that's really what it's oh, it called. Is. Never yeah. heard of it before. I know it sounds slightly racist. I thought the same thing. But I was about called. to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. I'm drinking. Uh, I, I'm still monster hard, I guess. Um, <laughs> Will. Uh, oh, shit. I don't have my button ready. Will the thrill. Thrill me. 
made a meme about it and it, <laughs> my monster heart it was actually pretty funny uh like i said i have uh I don't. I think it's a twelve pack. It looks like a hundred pack every time I look in there. So I got a bunch of these fuckers. I'm drinking the red one. Uh, it's called Scary Buried. It's good. All right, Scary Berry. I kind of like that. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'll say this: th- these are probably the best because we starting with Rob's Margarita in a Can excursion many moons back. <laughs> we got a lot of things in the can. Oh mm-hmm. boy, that <laughs> <laughs> instant regret. Mm-hmm. All right, let me try it again. We get a lot of beverages that are you know made and served in cans on the show since the margarita <laughs> can thing, and uh, this is probably the best tasting one I had. I've had, but it's the weakest. Oh really? Yeah. It's now you said it's sugar free. Does it taste all sugar free and gross? No. Okay, because that's been my biggest problem with a lot of that stuff is that the artificial sweetener flavor is so strong and I can't drink it. Yeah, yeah and my Sunny Dean uh, vodka in a can, it had a little punch, it had a little kick to it. It wasn't super mm-hmm. strong, but it had a little bit, but it tastes like shit. Yeah, it tasted terrible. Yeah, they're good. at least I can get them down. I'm not going to throw any of them away, All which right. I still have the the peanut butter beer. I still got the... <laughs> This ghost beer that I had. I just gave away, by the way, uh, Stevie Juice uh, Uh was over for Thanksgiving and I I gave away my Arizona hards that I had. Oh, really? Finally. You you couldn't get Stevie to take the the peanut butter beer? I didn't even tell him about that. I probably could (laughs) have. You should have set that shit out to Thanksgiving and just be done with it. I wouldn't do that to my guests. (laughs) But I live in an Italian household, Robin. The, what we eat and drink is very important. I wouldn't be, wouldn't dare put out something like that. You know, the laughing stock of the family for years. You tell me, Grandma Bones wouldn't drink. Uh, what was it called? Jesus Christ beer or whatever. Oh, Sweet well, baby Jesus. Sweet baby Jesus. Was. That's right. Sweet baby Jesus. That still haunts me. That's still like the worst beer I've ever had in my entire life. Oh, that's right. Because you like dated somebody who drank it or something, didn't you, Ken? I had a friend that uh, oh, okay. was like. Do you want a beer? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and he gave me that shit. And I was like, what a I, just, I refused to have the rest of it. I was just yeah. like, this isn't beer. Um, <laughs> now, is this the same guy who listened to Cake? That is the same guy that listened yeah. to Cake. Okay. I knew there was uh, a wraparound with that guy. We have not spoken in a long time. And I'm wondering if maybe he doesn't know that I'm making fun of him on the show. Like, <laughs> Damn. Um. But I no regrets. Like, <laughs> well, I would like to have him as a guest if we could. Well, because I have questions. <laughs> I I don't want to reach out to him. Right. But, <laughs> you know, Mikey, do your thing and find this guy. I All will right. say if he shows up in my life again, I'll I'll open with how would you like to be on a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> that usually sends people running. <laughs> Cats losing people left and right, man. The peanut butter beer guy, Dan, the shiny ball, man. Everybody's uh-huh. leaving. It, it might be us, Rob. We might, might be it might be. It might, we are bad. The only one that stuck around is Mr. Cat's boyfriend guy. So and that's far. why we like him. And yeah. I'll be honest, he's got to be one foot out the door at some point, right? He's like... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You guys yeah. talking about cattle prod me, trying to get me to grow a mustache. I mean, <laughs> any update, cat, on the mustache situation? By the way, uh, he has decided not to grow a mustache. Did he try it and it wasn't working for him or something? Uh, well, 
he has tried before apparently i did uh, not know him <laughs> when that happened <laughs> yeah did the threat of you stabbing him have anything to do with this decision I, it, it helped because uh, there was there was like some wavering he was like you know i'm older now i could yeah, maybe. give it a shot man <laughs> it would come in patchy but if i tried hard enough and i was like i will stab you <laughs> she just floated the stabbing out there real lightly a light stabbing threat yeah just a light stabbing yeah he didn't there was no need to progress this mr casper's boyfriend smart guy what are you drinking cat you like nyquil or something uh no i am i'm first of all i did some pre-gaming i'm not at all ashamed to admit that i had some jello shots uh before oh, i came week. on the show from last week <laughs> nice <laughs> I had forgotten uh, that they were so I made like two little uh, ice cube trays of them because I didn't mm-hmm. have any other jello molds uh, but I had forgotten about the I didn't want to stack them on top of each other because I was afraid that they'd like spill uh, and I had completely forgotten about the second tray so I did some jello shots and then uh, now I'm having a hot toddy so oh, okay because oh. my voice has been really scratchy um, Very, if uh, my voice deteriorates through the episode, it's going to be because I ran out of hot toddy. <laughs> <laughs> and if mine deteriorates, it's because the tequila's kicking in. <laughs> I, real quick though, I Kat mentioned she had a, a spilling issue going on in the I've had a banana pudding issue that has been driving me fucking crazy oh. since Thanksgiving, and it's really annoying. Uh-oh. Yeah. We, we banana pudding was made. It was in like one of those shitty long tin sheet things oh and we opened the fridge there's banana pudding everywhere i was like fuck because a it's a mess and now it has to be cleaned up it's gonna be sticky b Mm -hmm. i fucking love banana pudding and now some of it's gotta go in the garbage so it came out it got cleaned i i redid the tin foil and everything and i put it in a whole nother refrigerator because i wanted it closer to me if we're being honest and i opened it up there's banana pudding in the fucking fridge again this happened three times in total until I said fuck it and went in a Tupperware. I was gonna say if it if now if it leaks out of the Tupperware, you just gotta throw that banana pudding away. If it leaks out yeah. of the Tupperware, I need a young priest and an old priest. I think this banana pudding is <laughs> fucking haunted. But it's been the bane of my existence at late too, like three o'clock in the morning. I'm cleaning banana pudding out of a fridge. I was so pissed. Anyway, I got it out. I feel better now. Thank you for listening. Yeah, of course. All right. Uh, oh, voicemail. Oh boy. <laughs> We got a voicemail. Yeah, it's time for Greg's hot take. Oh, damn it. All right. Yeah. Uh, Happy birthday to Greg, too, by the way. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday, Greg. Yeah, his birthday's Tuesday. Tuesday. So we're a couple days late. Yeah, Yeah. by the time this comes out, but it's coming up as we're recording it. Time is weird. Yeah, who has a uh, birthday on a fucking Tuesday, Greg? What are you doing? Yeah, come on, Greg. (laughs) All right. Anyway, so trace the call. It's coming from inside the house. Uh, 917-397-KILL, 917-397-5455. If you would like to leave a voicemail for the show or send in a text message, uh, we will air the voicemail and or read the text message on you the can show. Text that number? <laughs> we go through this every time and I can't understand why. Uh but I we think can... this time it's gotta be a bit, right? <laughs> it's yeah, a little bit. It's turned into a bit. Sorry. God. And where are my balls? Anyway, so, uh, yeah, you can do that and we'll air them, read them on the show and discuss them and all those things. We're a little backed up with voicemails, by the way. 
Uh, Greg's voicemail, Greg's hot take corner is every month Greg will leave a voicemail with hot takes. And uh, you can check him out at Darth Gregor on TikTok. He he talks horror on there, but it's, it's a bunch. It's Greg talking horror, so it's automatically a hot take. If you don't know Greg, you'll understand probably shortly. Uh, and we have another one for next week. I'm very excited for it. Uh-oh. Yeah, Greg left this voicemail a while ago, so this is like a little bit of... <laughs> that means we got another one coming up soon, guys. But all right, here it goes. We're not, we're not held liable for anything Greg says. We're also, for the record, says crazy things about movies. It has nothing to do with us. Here you go. Hello, Michael. Hello, Robert. Hi, Kat. It is I, Darth Gregor, back with another series of hot takes. Uh, But before I get to those hot takes, I do just want to say happy Halloween, as this is prior to the Saturday before Halloween. So I figured I would lead with that before I get into uh, what you guys will claim is ridiculous. But anyway, here we go. Dr. Giggles is the best non-franchise slasher film. The final four in that tournament was See No Evil with Kane, Happy Birthday to Me, Terry Falls, and the winner, Dr. Giggles. Nosferatu is the best non-Dracula vampire film. I did a tournament, so I would know. The final four in that was Blade, The Lost Boys, Let the Right One In, and the winner, Nosferatu. Benny Loves You is a mid-horror movie with a (gasps) mid-level horror villain. And last but certainly not least, Twilight is more of a horror movie than Grinding Nemo, a.k.a. The Shape of Water. Thank you. Bye. Oh, boy. All right. Everybody just calm down. All right, first of uh, all, Doctor Doctor Giggles is that feels like an insane take to me. There has to be a non a non franchise slasher better than that, right? There has be. to be the Prowler. No. Not that one. No, the but, Burning. Probably not that not, one. But no. I agree that there probably is one statistically. <laughs> <laughs> You're not offering any solutions, Cat. So, uh, sorry, uh, Hush. Maybe. Yes. No. Come on, no, Hush. What do you mean? Better than Dr. Giggles, Rob, stop. All right. Maybe it's better than Dr. Giggles. But what, also, what about like My Bloody Valentine? Like I, That has a remake, but I wouldn't call that a franchise. Yeah, I'm not sure that's a whole franchise. That yeah. might be the best one off yeah. the top of my I head. I mean, that's, that's uh, an original film and then a remake however many years later, but that's not really a franchise. It has mm-hmm. no sequel. Should have had sequels, but it doesn't. Yeah. And then what was the next? Not Nosferatu being the best non-Dracula vampire. I don't hate that. I mean, honestly... Like, Let the Right One In, I think, is a better vampire movie, but I do love Nosferatu, so I don't, I don't hate that. Yeah, I'm not too terribly mad at that one. Blade's better, though. No. No. No, Blade. No. Better than Nosferatu? No. Yes. No. Blade's really good. No. no. Blade's not even a horror movie. It's border, yeah, but... I, I Okay, so here's the thing, is that it is a vampire movie, so technically it would count for that category. Second of all, it is not a horror movie at all. Third of all, it's at irrelevant, all. because it's just not better. Yeah. <laughs> OG Blade was close to horror? When the, it was a lot closer no. than the rest of them? No, it's still not no. better than Nosferatu. Ah. Yeah, it's not better than Nosferatu, and it's not better than... Yeah. Wesley Snipes! And it's not a horror movie. 
It's like a fun action movie. Yeah. It, Robert Eggers is remaking Nosferatu, though that's going to be amazing. That is going to be good, prob- probably. I, I think. I think it'll be great. Eggers seems like the perfect guy to do it. I'll agree with that. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, what else do we have? Benny Loves You. That's insanity. Oh. Benny's amazing. Greg. Benny Loves You. We all have Benny plushies. I don't know <laughs> what his deal with Benny is, but it needs to stop. He does not like Benny. Why, though? I don't know. That is a puzzle. Dirty son of a bitch. I, like, every time. Yeah. Benny is so much fun. He's so adorable. He kills the shit out of the... What's the problem? Yeah. And that week where Kat and I both had our plushies and you hadn't gotten yours yet <laughs> was maybe the happiest week of my life. <laughs> uh, and I associate uh... that with the movie. Oh, okay. And I rewatched Benny Loves You semi recently. Holds up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a good movie. I liked it. Um, Fucking great. And then the whatever he said about the shape of water was just wrong. I don't know. <laughs> um, Twilight is more of a horror movie than no. the shape of water. And here's are you ready for my thoughts on this? I don't think so. I don't think I am either. <laughs> I don't like where this is going. I Neither one is a horror movie. And obviously The Shape of Water is a better movie by a lot. I, I think there's enough like abuse and stalking and just like really uncomfortable romance surrounding Twilight that it does actually scare me more. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think if you want to look at it through like a... a through a very realistic lens, there's a lot of horror going on in that movie, right. but it, it it doesn't have a lot to do with like the vampires and wolves and stuff. No, no, it's uh, a, it's. I wouldn't call it a horror movie. Breaking Dawn, part two, I think maybe what whatever the one is where that fucking baby crawls its way out of her and the wolf man <laughs> falls in love with it. Uh-huh. That's a horror movie. That well, one you've... gets a pass. You've watched um, much more of Twilight than I have. <laughs> coming from um, the guy who has gotten tried to get us to watch Twilight three times on well, this show. Spoiler alert: uh, Bella gives birth to like a full-grown child that crawls its way out of her stomach, and then her ex-boyfriend that assaulted her is like, "Fuck, I'm in love with this baby," <laughs> and I hate what? it. I hate it so much. Yeah, that's how Breaking Dawn. Because Ugh. werewolves have a thing called imprinting. That's like love at first sight, except for you're bonded to a gross wolf man for life. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and that, and that's like, but it happens whenever you first see them there. And he's at the birth watching Bella because he's still stalking her. He's like obsessed with her, and he's like maybe somehow s- still uh, she'll choose me over Edward. And then like this thing crawls out of her, and he's like, nope, never mind. It's this. This is my soulmate. I love this thing. But it's like, but she's a child. But already. it's a baby. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know how I feel about that. And that's a horror movie. Like, I think that one can count. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the whole, like, who is she going to choose arc? I, I don't know about that. Yeah. I mean, it is at its at its core. Twilight is the story of a young woman who moves to a new town and, and can only choose between two men, one of which is Dracula and the other one, which is the Wolfman. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's it seems pretty sad. Yeah, I, I would like to stop talking about this as soon as possible. You well, guys wait till we like, do it on the show, Mikey. We're not doing Twilight. <laughs> Sorry. That's not happening. 
I maintain it could be a watch along movie, but yeah, we can't talk about it on the show because it's not a horror movie. I've heard other horror podcasts do it, but <laughs> it might be more of a horror movie than The Shape of Water, though. Not Wait, a better we do that movie. one on the show, Mikey. <laughs> We're gonna have to do that one eventually, right, Cat? I mean, yeah, I think we might have to do a segment like once a year or quarterly, maybe, where we do like, is it a horror movie? Ooh, that would be fun. Is it a horror movie? That's not bad. Just to open up for The Shape of Water. <laughs> yeah. We got the first two lined up, The Shape of Water and Twilight. No, we're not doing We're, we're never going to do Twilight on here in principle. And Blade. I mean, I can live without doing Blade. If the, if the trade-off is we don't do Twilight, <laughs> fine. We don't need to talk about Blade. <laughs> it's fine with me. God damn it. Uh, Greg, yeah, that <laughs> he said happy Halloween. That's hysterical. We've been backed up. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's that's a little bit old. Yeah, yeah. But it made sense to wait for when we could talk about it properly. And unfortunately, now's when we had to talk about it. But thank you, Greg, for your voice. <laughs> We've talked about it. Uh, TikTok uh, forward slash Darth Gregor. I don't know. They're, they're Darth Gregor on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Uh, you check him out. A lot of horror content on there. Uh, he just did his 200. I guess it's a good time to talk about Patreon a little bit. This is a Patreon episode, I guess. We're going to be Greg on his TikTok at Darth Gregor recently for his birthday. He did a live where he gave his 200 top 200 horror movies. Nope. Favorites. He was favorites. very, very specific about it being his favorites. Oh, yes. So I didn't know that. I'm much more excited for the list now. <laughs> the, the list is a fucking train wreck. No holds barred. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we're going to be talking about that this week on on uh, we Patreon. You get an extra show every week, depending on the tier, starting at the fucking tier two. And this week, we're going to be releasing episodes slash videos of rob playing dead by daylight which is honestly like whether you give a shit about dead by daylight or not fine that Mm -hmm. shit is fucking funny see and or hear me own everyone in dead by daylight (laughs) that's not true i have not seen it yet i'm positive that's what happened (laughs) yeah yeah at the on the cult fm youtube we have a video of rob playing texas chainsaw very fun very fun to watch rob play things he has no business playing but a good time you mean have no business i retired from that game undefeated son of a bitch i carried you to that win you bastard i, I had like almost as many points as you did you had more points than me that's number one and number two it's literally a glitch that they fixed uh you i were don't cheating. know scorecard says it <laughs> numbers don't lie mikey i did more than you did <laughs> anyway you pissed me off i just lost them all my whole train of thought uh, but so anyway, we're going to be doing Greg's top 200 list. We're going to break that down possibly the next two weeks on Patreon. We'll break it up into two. So uh, it's a good time to sign up at patreon.com forward slash slash your radio. Uh, you guys want to get into news? Yeah. Hell of a deal. It's time to hump the news with Rob. He's not a genius. All right. Not a tremendous amount to talk about, but a lot to talk about at the same time. <laughs> Eli Roth's Thanksgiving 
uh, where to go? Twelve million dollar debut. Not bad. Worldwide. Not bad. I think it had a fifteen million dollar budget, so it'll probably end up making yep. money. Fifteen mil. Yeah, and you know it's good. Uh, th- yeah. Thanksgiving likely needs to hit thirty million dollars before it starts making a profit. That's typical. Like, generally, they'll say because the marketing budget isn't factored in, into the production budget. So it's like if, if for it to actually make money, you need to double the production budget to account for the marketing budget also. Ah, uh, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's like an old, I don't know. I, I didn't know that that still held true to be honest with you, but apparently it, it does. I don't know, but that's like a saying from like a long time ago or, or like a sort of a rule of thumb. So I saw the movie. I liked it a lot. Um, I'm disappointed that Kat hasn't seen it yet. Cause I think she would like it a lot. What about me? I don't know if you would like it a lot or not, Mikey. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> it's uh, it's fun, and we know how you hate fun. <laughs> Do not hate fun. So, uh, but it's it's a good time. It doesn't, um, you know, it, it's not the kind of movie that you want to go into the theater and think too much about. Just sit back and relax and have a good time. Don't think about all the plot holes. Just let those wash by you, <laughs> um, and have a good time watching a pilgrim kill people. Pilgrims. Honestly, that's kind of what I want to do every Thanksgiving. (laughs) Yeah, this is, I think this might be, Thanksgiving might have its, it finally like its real signature horror movie. Nice. Yeah. That's good to hear. Yeah. for And and I mean, like, I'm talking like mainstream, because obviously we have Thanksgiving, but I don't know, you know, how much mainstream love for people that that Thanksgiving has gotten, but Thanksgiving, I think, could be that sort of mainstream, sort of, you know, Black Christmas of thanksgiving movies and it's got mcdreamy in it who was just voted people's sexiest man alive oh damn yeah so sexiest man alive he's in a horror movie that's not bad i i do from what i i heard he beat me by just a couple of votes so (laughs) tip of the cap to patrick dempsey for that you lying motherfucker today huh no i got an email from people that said that it's after midnight. It's a Sunday. You're gonna just lie in front of Jesus <laughs> on Sunday, man. Like, wow. All right. Up next, Krampus two question mark. Uh, Michael Doherty. Uh, everybody knows him from Trick or Treat, but a lot of people forget about Krampus back in 2015, which I enjoy a lot. He's talking about some ideas for a sequel potentially. What do you guys think? Uh, I don't like Krampus. I think it's overrated. Fucking hater. I don't think it needs a sequel. I'll be honest. I like mm. it. Uh, it's fine. It's not one that I watch every year, but it's one that I'm not mad when other people want to see. Right. I mean, yeah. I'm bad with what you've got your date. You've got your yearly watches of Black Christmas and Santa Slay starring WWE superstar Booker Goldberg. <laughs> Uh, Black Christmas and Anna and the Apocalypse, but sure. <laughs> so you're not going to, you know, Krampus just isn't going to break that rotation for me. And it's not, I just don't think it's very good. I'll be honest with you. I just don't like it. I love that movie. And I would be like, stop fucking around with Krampus and give us trick or treat too already. Yeah, that makes no sense. Yeah. I'm also not sure that needs a sequel. It might not need a sequel, but it fits for a sequel being an anthology. It's going to work a lot better than trying to make a forced sequel to Krampus. That I agree with. If there had to be a sequel to one, I would prefer it be Trick or Treat. But I, I, I really don't mind things just not getting sequels sometimes also. Okay. 
Next up is uh, oh, these are quick. All right, Five Nights at Freddy's. The movie is coming to 4K and Blu-ray in December. Bonus features, whatever else. Okay, that going in your collection, Rob? No, it is not. Son of a bitch. Matthew I did Lillard pick up some all. stuff though for my collection. <laughs> your vinyl collection or your DVD collection? Both. <laughs> oh, hell of a deal. All right. Uh, socks is uh, there's an exclusive there's is this a scared up 100 million bucks oh okay uh dvd blu-ray 4k tomorrow which was i guess when this article was made november 21st so that's out already has a bunch of exclusive bonus features celebrates 20 years of saw fandom all that shit cat are you scooping this up very possibly yeah hell of a deal stocks is out already yeah yeah on physical? Yeah. My God, man. They, that window has closed, hasn't it? Yeah, it has. I mean, Jesus, it was just in theaters like a month ago. Yeah. yeah it made a hundred. It made over $100 million in the box office. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, mean, I, I like that they pushed that stuff out, man. Because, like, I, they did it with... Oh, shit. I don't remember. It was a quick release, and I was almost bought it. But, man, we want the stuff. Like, put it out there. I, don't, I never understood. It waits so long. Well, they used to wait so long because they could make more money by waiting. You think? There were second-run theaters that would show it. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. And then, but those don't really exist anymore. Yeah, I haven't heard of that in a while. And then you had your TV rights, you know, so you would go to HBO and, or, or one of the And now you want to get those DVDs sold before it gets picked up by a streaming service. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so you used to, but it would be the pay services like HBO or Showtime or whatever one you were going to would buy it. And then you would have your broadcast network rights. They would buy it. And then you would go to, you know, at that point in time, it was probably VHS, more likely. Uh, once you had ringed every last penny out of it, you could along the way. But now, yeah, they want to get the physical out as fast as they can because it's going to go to streaming and no one's going to buy it if they don't. Yeah, I like Except that. Except me. I always end up buying stuff anyway. I just like having a copy of it. Me too. Yeah. Uh, all right. The big news of the week. I don't like any of this. Jenna Ortega, no longer in Scream 7. Yep. Bigger news. Not really for actress impact, but more of a social thing. Melissa Barrera, also no longer in Scream 7. This was kind of the first domino to fall but it doesn't seem like it's related now rob you read into this more so it depends on who you what which story you believe there is a, mm-hmm. there, there's a story that says that jenna ortega told them a couple of months ago that she wasn't coming back it conflicted with her schedule shooting wednesday but that actually doesn't make sense now yeah they actually already uh i'm pretty sure that one has been debunked because okay. mm. there were rumors that she had already that she was going to do that uh that she was going to drop out of scream seven for the wednesday schedule but then there was an announcement um mm-hmm. I, and i wish i should have pulled all this stuff up but there was an announcement uh that followed that where it was like confirmed jenna ortega will be in scream seven despite busy schedule mm-hmm. uh, they had like her new contract for that um and then after the uh, backlash from Melissa Barrera, there was a thing saying that she had 
stepped down because of scheduling conflicts, quote unquote. Um, So they kind of walked that back. And now I believe the thing that they're trying to say is that like they had she has fulfilled her contract, which I I think is just them kind of trying to save face. So they're saying that she was never agreed to a seventh movie. Yes. So why wouldn't they have said that in the first place? Even though (laughs) (laughs) so part of this is to me that part of it is a a little sort of irritating because I I, I applaud Jen Ortega if indeed she did walk away from Scream 7 to show solidarity with her co-star friend whatever right yes like I applaud that move but also own it yeah that's the thing that really irritates me is because like I'm wondering if I, just the timing of it seems really weird like for them to not be related I almost think that she has to be doing it for Melissa Barrera but I would love to see a statement saying that because yeah. she's a big enough star that she could get I, I feel like this whole Wednesday scheduling conflict thing is so that sh- there are no repercussions for her mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you know if you drop out in solidarity of someone it doesn't count unless you say hey <laughs> right this is why i did this and you know that's what i would now i do kind of get that because she could face repercussions. we didn't really talk about this I, I guess yet but melissa barrera was released or fired from scream 7 because of her being outspoken in support of palestine online yeah mm-hmm. and so maybe Jenna Ortega is like, I'm leaving because you fired my friend, but she's not saying that because she doesn't want to be labeled as someone who supports Palestine and also has trouble getting work. Right. She does. She wants to do the right thing, but doesn't want to deal with the repercussions for it. She wants to have her cake and eat it too. Right. I want to throw this out there. Jenna Ortega has actually been not since this. Uh, mm-hmm. But before the firing incident, Jenna Ortega was actually a lot louder on social media about being in support of Palestine. Okay. So I this whole the, and they're trying to make it um, like I've seen them try to frame this Melissa Barrera thing as anti-Semitism. Yeah, uh, I've seen that which too. I I finally like found the Instagram post that they had pulled the quote from, and it's one of those like it took me. Th- three days i think to figure out how you could actually read it as anti-semitism it's there i it's a bit of a stretch it's sort of imply it's i could see it but not really i think it's there but i i think it's there mostly out of context because when you read the whole thing it just like it's such a stretch to me if you have to read something and look for what people are saying it means it doesn't fucking mean that usually Mm -hmm. you know yeah i really think that this is just them uh, and i think they're trying to save face about it but it's like i i don't think anything that she said was like any worse but i i do think it's very interesting that she was the one that got fired over this and then they said that it was like a zero policy zero uh tolerance policy for for hate uh, speech for hate speech and instead of being like you know but but i do think it's very interesting because jenna ortega has been very quiet since this incident well part of me also wonders if netflix hasn't weighed in on this too oh because she's still under contract for wednesday and maybe they were like hey if you want to quit that that's your business but don't sell people why because we don't want you to be labeled as this 
and hurt our show. That might be. Although, okay, so I I believe it. I believe that that could be possible because that sounds very much like a Netflix move. I think it would be insane to watch Spyglass take this kind of like crazy fall on Twitter for this and then tell Jenna Ortega to be quiet. Yeah. Like the hundreds of thousands of followers that Melissa Barrera has gotten. And there are a lot of people too that have um, just like come out in, in crazy support of all of her future projects. I guess she's supposed to be doing like a, a different movie with radio silence. And yeah. They're doing a like... universal monsters movie. I don't, I don't know much about it, but that was, that's one of the reasons they weren't doing scream seven. And she was attached to that. That's just gotten a whole bunch of publicity and stuff. So I, while I believe it's possible that Netflix could be pulling strings here, I think if that's true, they're also idiots. <laughs> like, well, it's Netflix. I mean, I, yeah, you know, well, yeah. Um, I, and, and I want to say this because I, I think I just feel like it's important to, to say this real quick. Um, I am too stupid to understand what is happening between Israel and Palestine, and that's on me. I haven't taken the time to figure it out. I have no opinion one way or another. I'm Switzerland in this thing because I don't know enough about it. So I don't. I just don't want to sound like I'm coming across as supporting one side over the other in that conflict. I do support Melissa Barrera a lot, though, because I think I'm impressed with anyone who sticks to their guns and their convictions. Um, and that's what I've seen from her on social media since being fired. She has refused to back down. She posted a big, long thing about it, and uh, I thought it was really well written, and, and I, I was impressed with it. And I, I've, I've been talking about it on Twitter too, man. And, you know, a lot of people had jumped at me for, well, not a lot, honestly. But, you know, look, I, I don't have a side in it either. I do not think supporting Melissa Barrera equals supporting Palestine or, you know, in a, any way, vice versa. But what I will say is, I, I don't know a tremendous amount about it either, because to be honest, it's sickening to look at. I don't like war. I don't like people dying. I don't like money being spent to kill people because that's what war is at the end of the day. And what both of those parties are doing is terrible to each other, you know, and whatever it's over, I don't give a fuck because people are dying and that's not okay. So look, if she's supporting one way or another, dude, th th she's not, there's no right or wrong side in that. It's just what people think and how they feel and th they're entitled to that. And to, to to kill her over this. And, you know, I kind of talked about it on Twitter a little bit. I don't like the line. You know, like, she's a millionaire. She'll be fine. But, you know, if we start moving the line for harmless opinions where you can lose income, that's not cool. Because, you know, like, that line could move down to, like, your boss could just walk in and fire you. For, you know, an opinion you have on something that disagrees with theirs. I, I just don't think it's okay what happened to her. And anyone who disagrees with that, I mean, that's on you. But, like, you know, she's a talented actress, man. And she had an opinion on something that, you know, is polarizing one way or another, but really isn't right or wrong one way or another. Both of those parties are wrong in what they're doing. Period. Someone also shut down Christopher Landon. I don't know if you guys saw that or not. What do you mean? Was it because of that shit statement he made? He put, up a, he, yeah, he put out a, a pretty shitty statement. It wasn't great, but... um. Essentially, was it the, what wasn't he said me? was, huh? Was it the wasn't me statement? Yeah, basically, yeah. I didn't make this decision or whatever. Stop Please yelling. stop yelling at each other. <laughs> something like that. I, I don't remember. It was it was half-assed. 
Well, yeah. what's he supposed to say, the poor guy? Honestly? Well, I mean, you know, I, I, I just felt like it was half-assed, but whatever. Doesn't matter. He put out a statement, and that's been scrubbed. It's gone. It's it, he had to take that post down. I'm assuming somebody told him, "Hey, take that down." Oh, he did take it down. Yeah, I could. I can't uh, find it anywhere. I, 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 I'm not mad at. I mean, like, what is the guy? The guy is probably getting lit up. It's like he didn't do nothing. <laughs> you know, like yeah. it wasn't his choice. I, I don't think. I doubt it. He says it wasn't. I doubt it was. But you know, like. What is he supposed to do about it? They do. I looked through that thread before he did. I seen it when it went. He was getting torched. Yeah. So you know, like it's hard to blame the guy. Like, what does he say? No. Oh. Um, but the bigger impact is what the hell? Well, not the bigger impact, but the, the one that is the focus of this show. When the hell's going to happen with Scream now? I don't know, man. I'm not going to be one of those people that say I'm not going to watch it because let's be honest, I'm going to fucking watch it. Absolutely. I know. I know. I, I'm not. That's the thing about online boycotts, right? They very rarely do they work. Yeah, yeah. that's so I got into this is um, I know uh, we like just got back on track for the focus of the show. And here I am derailing yeah. us politically yes. again. But it's <laughs> I, this was where I got into kind of the drama because it's been this has been all over the Internet this last week. Um, and I, you know, the immediate reaction, even while we were like still trying to confirm that melissa yeah. barrera was fired or right. not because like that was weird it was in a variety article that was leaked like prematurely so it, like a lot of sources were reporting on it and then referencing a variety article that wasn't out yet no one could find like sources yeah. were still coming in for this and even while that was going the discourse that i got into online because i think this was a horrible thing that spyglass did um like even outside of the the politics of all of it it's just like there are so many levels of spyglass being idiots for this uh and, and we were talking about it because like while they were trying to get confirmation a lot of twitter's reaction was just like boycott scream 7 before we even had any rumors that it was true and it it's one of those mm -hmm. things i there are a lot of changes that i've made in my day-to-day -day life that make me less happy just because i i feel weird supporting stuff financially like uh, you know but it doesn't mean that it's an effective boycott like i get very leery when anyone online is like let's boycott right. this big giant ip for x reason you know like this whole like the harry potter thing we've talked about on the show before <laughs> yeah. and it and hogwarts legacy uh was a video game that came out earlier this year that got several months of free publicity and ended up doing a ton of good because mm -hmm. like because everyone was like hey you know jk rowling's a terrible person let's boycott this and then the back and forth and the like trying to cancel each other over finding out who was playing the game got so much it, like millions and millions of extra promotional dollars and then people who thought you know that the uh that those activists were being silly and fighting each other and stuff bought the game like just kind of out of spite and it ended up breaking in like way more money than it would have because at best it's a mid wizarding game long after the hype of Harry Potter <laughs> like I mean you know there's no way it would have done that well without people like fighting so right. I'm, I'm very I it's one of those things where it's like I understand the impulse to want to boycott but I'm really afraid that Scream 7 is going to turn into one of those and and honestly i am pretty disgusted with spyglass over this i don't know that i 
want to see Scream 7 <laughs> right now. Like, if you gave it to me for free tomorrow, I might not watch it. I certainly wouldn't pay money to go see it tomorrow. Uh, but I, I'm really afraid that this whole, like, let's boycott it thing mm. is going to end up making this the most successful Scream movie well, in the long run. I, I think the, the thing about boycotts generally with that kind of thing where people are on Twitter screaming about boycotting thing is people just don't do it. Right, it's yeah. very easy to to tweet about how you're going to boycott some company, but it, it's a whole different thing. Like you said, there, it, it, when you when you boycott certain things, it comes with an inconvenience to your life, right? Yeah. So it's very easy it to tweet that you're not going to do something. I'm not going to shop there. I'm not going to eat there. Uh, but then you know to just go and eat there because it's easy or whatever. Yeah. Um. So uh, when I see a lot of that stuff, I tend to not pay attention to it anyway, because my guess is two thirds of those people who swear today that they're going to boycott Scream 7 in a year and a half when the movie actually comes out two years from now, whatever it is, they're going to go see it because they will have forgotten about all this. Yeah. yeah. And you have people who will see there's a boycott and disagree with the, you know, whatever the reason is and go and support it just because right. of that for no other reason but you know right. i mean it, I, it's a my point slope. of view on it is this i'm not happy about this i think spyglass is is in the wrong here yeah um i i don't like what they did um but when scream 7 comes out i'll probably be at the theater like i have for the other six movies to see it mm -hmm. um because at the end of the day you know i like horror movies and, right and that's the thing is that like even if you are it you can't you can't boycott everything. There's just no way. And it's one of those things where it's like, for as mad as I am right now, I, even if I believed that the boycott would work, even if I, even if I did, I, there's no chance that I'm going to, because it's impossible. The, the more tuned in you are to like where you want your financial support to go, the more you realize it's kind of a lost cause before you start, which isn't a reason not to try for, you know, like to support the things that you believe in most because mm -hmm. that seems like a very defeatist attitude and that's not you know like the message that i want to give out to people but it's like it are we going to be paying attention to this by the time scream 7 comes out because like obviously this is going to come out come with delays if the war is over in a couple years by the time we get scream 7 like who's going to remember right. this Hopefully, I mean, do you know how many people, people are going to do really stupid things between now and when Scream yeah. 7 comes out that people are going to be outraged about? That's yeah. the thing is, like, you'd have to boycott just all the studios. All the studios are doing dumb shit all the time. Right, right. People with money don't get that rich without doing bad shit. Let's look at the reality of it. That's usually the way it is. You know, behind a lot of money comes a lot of dirty shit that somebody had to do. It's just the reality. Yeah. For the people, though, who did say, you know, boycott Scream 7 or whatever, I get that impulse. Like, that makes yeah. sense to me. I understand why you're upset. You know, I like, I understand that. You know, I'm not, I'm not pointing a finger at them or anything. I just, my guess is that, like I said, a year and a half or two years from now, whenever this movie comes out, if it even ends up coming out, who the fuck at knows? At this point, yeah. Um, That's the but, other thing. Is yeah, like, if it does come out, by now most of those people will have forgotten about this and moved on to something else. 
And it's already died down some because this was all I was seeing at the beginning of the week. And now a lot of the story has pivoted to will they be able to get Nev Campbell back? And, Mm -hmm. you know, right. That's the other thing. You back up that Brinks truck and bring Nev Campbell back. How many people are on board all of a sudden? Yeah, it's going to be a lot of people. (laughs) But if I was Nev Campbell, I'd tell them to go fuck themselves. Honestly, I think it's the worst thing they could do for this franchise, in my opinion. Yeah, but it might be the only choice they have. I don't. I disagree with that. Nev Campbell should have gotten a goodbye on screen. This franchise is always. They have been trying since Scream Four to move past the original cast and the original story in this franchise, and they keep fumbling the fucking ball because they're too afraid to do it. They were finally in a spot to do it, and yeah. now they've shot themselves in the foot. That's true. They have, but I like, like I said. They what they did with Nev Campbell, Scream Six was just what Scream Six was. It was you know, it was kind of the setup for a Fall. Honestly, we just didn't know it yet. Uh, but <laughs> Scream Six it, was a trailer for a seventh movie that we're never going to see. <laughs> right, it was a fucking yeah. failed trailer, and they should have had Nev Campbell in it. If you were going to get rid of her, you should. You got to admit, Rob, she deserves a goodbye on Scream if that's what's going to happen. On Scream, oh, if I, that's what's going to happen. But it would have been great if they'd have killed her on screen. Yeah. Yeah, but they didn't in six. So now it's like, you know, you're going to do it in seven. And now we know why you're going to do it in seven because you Mm -hmm. fucked up and you're just trying to get people through the door. Now it's a fucking mess, man. Right. So I've seen the the rumors and and all of it, obviously conjecture, because I'm not even nobody knows what they're going to do. I don't think they know what they're going to do at this point. But that seems to be the most obvious (laughs) path to go down. There was someone else I saw clamoring for him to bring back Dewey. I don't know how the fuck that works. I'll get the fuck out. Yeah, bring back Stu and Dewey. Yeah. I mean, they brought back Billy Loomis as a ghost. Maybe they bring back <laughs> fucking Dewey, too. I don't know. Yeah, bring back <laughs> Stu, Stu while you're at it. You yeah. Know, like, that I Stu. would love to watch Dewey's daughter hallucinate her dad during <laughs> Scream 7. We find out Dewey had a daughter all along. We just didn't know about her. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's so, I don't know what, you've got two choices. You can you can go back down the path of Nev Campbell and bring back Sidney Prescott, or you can try and do something completely different. And my guess is they're going to go back and try their hardest to get Nev Campbell to come back. And if she doesn't do it, it the whole thing might get shelved, and who knows when we'll get another Scream movie. We'll get one eventually, but it, it might not be anytime thing. soon. They, they put a whole cast together because, you know, Scream, like Friday the 13th or whatever, you need a final girl is what you really cast helps. Sure. But like to continue a franchise in Scream, you need a cast in Friday the 13th, Halloween, whatever. You can get away with a final girl and be mm-hmm. good. You can have that strong leading actress or actor and, you know, you do your thing. You scream, you need a cast. They, they nailed it in five. The cast was fucking perfect to move mm-hmm. forward with. And I, honestly, here's one that I just thought of. What about focusing around Mindy? Shit, no, at this point? No. no? She's not so? a strong enough character. You don't think she can pull it off, though? Are they going to bring back Mindy and her brother that should already be dead, whatever the fuck his name that is, motherfucker and a movie around them? No. I agree with that. Here's the thing is that, like, if you had told me following Scream 5 that Mindy was going to take the lead in Scream 7, I would have been all for it. Seeing how we got there, like, they did her really dirty in 6. I, I don't want more of Scream 6 Mindy in my life, no. honestly. Yeah, I, I just, I don't think that that's, I don't think that's enough. No. I mean, in a bare minimum, they're going to have to introduce two new characters at that point to bring along, and it's going to be awkward and weird. 
You know, the other option, I guess, there is a, another option on the table that we haven't talked about is you recast the roles. We've I seen saw that a lot happen of people before. saying they that they were not. thinking about recasting Melissa Barrera, but just with the backlash they that not. they've already received. No. Uh, we no, talked I'm not about saying people... it's a good option. I'm just saying well, yeah. that is an option. <laughs> I know, just like because we have talked about them, like everyone forgetting in two years, I think if they were like, here's your new Sam Carpenter, people would remember <laughs> and be like, oh <laughs> shit, wait a minute. Yeah. We're mad at this. <laughs> yeah. It's really, I mean, the whole thing that makes it super unfortunate as far as the movies go, is that I thought the one thing that I liked in six was the development of Sam Carpenter. Like I Sam thought she got finally to be a better felt, character. She finally felt like the lead of the movie yeah. and was really coming into to something. They did. They ended on that note. And now mm -hmm. and like you said, it, it was a trailer for a movie that we're just not getting now. Yeah. The other thing I think would be really funny because there was that whole uh, Scream 7 announced that it was going to take place during Christmas and then Terrifier 3 announced that it was going to be a Christmas movie and everyone was like Terrifier's copying Scream. It will be the funniest shit in the world to me if Scream 7 is not a Christmas movie anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Terrifier 3 just takes it. <laughs> oh, by the way, we were talking about that a couple of weeks ago or whatever, about how every movie that's coming out might just be a Christmas movie. Yeah. Apparently, Jordan Peele's next movie is also a Christmas horror movie. Oh, God dear Lord. damn it. <laughs> so get ready. We're going to get a ton of Christmas horror. Son of a bitch. Hopefully it's all good, though. Uh, if it's all good, we can't bitch. I don't like Christmas yeah, We're just good on much. Christmas horror movies for about a couple decades, maybe, at that point. But <laughs> I don't know. We'll see what happens, man. It's really all we can sit and do. It's just... Uh, it sucks because five came back scream it was so strong all that shit what a fiery start for it to just burn out like this mm -hmm. so quickly it's not i mean scream six wasn't good but it wasn't like bad you know it wasn't unwatchable it's hard to really pinpoint what i don't like about it other than the fact that no one dies yeah they didn't do anything yeah, it just, like we said, it felt like the setup or the trailer for the next film. Yeah. And now we're not getting a next film, at least not in that story, more than likely. Maybe they do it as a cartoon. Oh, get the fuck out of here. Then anybody could be Sam Carpenter, right? I don't know. Uh, Scott Pilgrim is doing really well because they got the original cast from Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the best thing that fucking cartoon has going for it. I don't know. We gotta wait and see. Uh, my number one or number two favorite franchise, and this shit had to happen. I would like to apologize to all Scream fans. It's because I like it. That's the only reason <laughs> all this is happening. Clearly, it's a big plot against me. Everything I love has to burn. So here we are today. <laughs> yeah. Have um, changing subjects. Have either of you? Uh, this is sort of horror related. Have either of you watched Squid Game: The Competition? No. I have started Squid Game: The Competition. Okay. I'm really, I really enjoyed it. I blew through the, through the first five episodes in no time, um, not mm. realizing that they were releasing them in phases. So it's going to be another week before I can watch the final five episodes. Yeah. Damn. I still have, I think, two left uh, mm. from this phase, but I, I mean, I'm really I, enjoying it. It's fun. Um, did you see that there's a lawsuit though? <laughs> I did not. Apparently someone got in trouble uh, apparently someone got hypothermia and someone else lost uh like spinal feeling after being quote unquote shot in red light green light so god damn 
<laughs> oh, those. I, oh, yeah. I wondered about that. Like, I was like, I, I like, I thought the squibs they were doing for that were kind of cool, you know? Yeah. But I was like, I wonder if somebody's going to get hurt. Someone apparently has gotten hurt. <laughs> yeah, I was a little, I was a little worried about that. Yeah. Yeah, it sucks. All right, that's all I have for news. I might hit my damn button. Uh, yeah, go ahead, hit the button. Fuck. I want to hit the fucking button. Crazy idiot! Get the fuck out of here! Yeah, go back to turning tricks and old folk, and you'll fade in the ass. Mystery Corner, where our listeners anonymously send in Italian memes making fun of me for being Italian. I know this is a horror podcast. You look for a horror tie here. Not going to happen. So uh, we describe, we try to describe the memes on the show. They go up on Patreon, all copies of the memes. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash slash radio. Uh, some of them are a doozy to explain. So we do our best. Uh, this one I think is going to be easy to explain. What the fuck is that? Is it supposed to be? <laughs> Damn it! I lo- it, it it's it's a half C meme. These, these are annoying. Uh, the top <laughs> half of it is I left you a surprise on your pillow with a heart emoji. Then the response was OMG, no way! I love you so much. I don't know if it was like supposed to be in the shape of a pony or something. Like it's just a pile of pasta. I think it's a heart. <laughs> yeah, is it a heart? heart? Yeah. That's a terrible heart. It's not a great heart, I'll be honest, but it's a heart. It's not a heart. <laughs> it's not. It might supposed to be a heart. I think it's supposed to be a heart. That's terrible. Uh, and if someone put pasta on my pillow, it would be a fight. It wouldn't be <laughs> OMG, no way, oh my gosh, and all that bullshit. It'd be a fight. They left you a snack. What <laughs> a pasta on my goddamn pillow. It's going to be wet, <laughs> nasty, and stained. I got to clean it. No. Uh, it, this is this is stupid. I don't like this one. This one's not even good. It's not even funny. It's just ridiculous. Uh, and whoever sent this in, kiss my cheeks. I don't know what to tell you. That's not nice. This isn't nice. They're sending in <laughs> Italian memes. This is racist. You a little pasta heart. It's not yeah. a heart. <laughs> you need to be nicer to the listeners. The listeners need to be nicer to me. You know what is nice? What? Danza, a racehorse named for the actor Tony Danza, finished third in the 2014 Kentucky Derby. Tony Danza attended as an invited guest of the horse's owners. <laughs> Aw. Isn't that nice? That is nice. So, so, so wait a minute. You mean to tell me? Now, I don't know much about horse racing. Kentucky Derby, big deal, right? There, there's yeah. a lot of money in horse racing. Yeah, from what lot, I understand. Yeah. Yes. So you mean to tell me? These rich-ass, probably billionaires, named a horse after Tony Danza? They did. Why would you not name your horse after the patron saint of Italian-Americans? I don't own a horse. If I did, it would not be named Tony Danza. Hmm. That's a good way to meet someone, though, if you're, like, kind of a shy millionaire. Oh, yeah. uh, is to name a racehorse after someone, and then, then you have an excuse to invite them somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I can't afford a racehorse, but I'm going to buy a go-kart and name it Emma Roberts and see what happens. I'm pretty sure they could... You're an idiot. I'm pretty sure they could have flew Tony Danza to their mansion. Because let's be honest, it's Tony Danza. You can fly him commercial. Just put him on JetBlue. He'll be fine. You could have flied him on there to your house to hang out and paid him for a couple hours and saved money than naming a horse in a Tucky Derby Tony Dan. The disrespect for somebody that all of your people look up to, Mikey, it's unbelievable. 
All my people do not look up to Tony Danza. It's not true. Did you ask around at Thanksgiving? <laughs> I didn't need to <laughs> ask around, you monster. No. God damn it. I told you not to do any more of these. Why are we still doing them? No more this week. I can never fucking win on this. I promise you show. we're almost out. <laughs> you said this once before. This I, was months ago. I, know, I found a new site, but if once this site's done, I think we're I think we're finished. I don't I mean, again, we've done a lot of fun facts. There's only so much interesting about one person's life. But Tony Denz has had quite a rich life, I think, if we look back at it. <laughs> you have stretched this out way longer than it has any business <laughs> being stretched out. If Tony Danza, if we did a compilation of every Danza fact ever done and sent it to the, it'd be interesting to see the runtime on that. But And we <laughs> sent it to him, he would probably be fucking shocked that there's this much about him on the internet, honestly. He'd probably be shocked for a lot of reasons. <laughs> yeah. He'd probably be like, is this a horror podcast? <laughs> yeah. Yes, and a horror podcast did it? What? Yeah. I'm extremely yeah, disappointed that he's not on Cameo. I was prepared to send a, spend a lot of money to get him to read these facts. <laughs> Son of a bitch. He'd be banned from the show after that. You realize <laughs> that, right? You'd get Tony Danza banned from the show. He could come read them on the Nick F and Woo Cage cast. <laughs> you live with yourself after that? I don't think you can ban a saint. Sure you can. We no, can. I think once the Catholic Church is approved, you, you're approved. I don't that's think true. that's how that works. Catholic Church just went back on a lot of people. <laughs> we'll, just leave, we'll just leave that there. The Pope says it's okay. All right. Are we done with the Italian mockery? Uh, oh, actually, no, we're not. Hang on. The, the oh. investigation still ongoing for the whole Fleshlight pasta situation a couple of weeks ago. I, I want everybody to know that has not been forgotten about. It has not been pushed under the rug, and it will not be. This will be continued to be investigated, and whoever did this is going to be brought to justice. I have a conspiracy theory about that. Hmm. Oh, shit. About that information? One. Yeah, new information. Okay, hold on. What is a cat? We need to know this is valuable. So I delete the Gabagoolie mystery memes as soon as I've sent them uh, to the hosts thing. You should Short delete them chat. before, but okay. <laughs> I delete them as soon as I've sent them after uh, so that you get them, but I can keep track of which ones I have left to send. The Fleshlight meme has reappeared uh, in my phone folder. I had to re-delete it again uh, for like the third time today. I'm starting to think that one might not be a listener <laughs> submission. <laughs> that one's just like a curse. That's God. <laughs> That's so you need odd. to t hold on. I need to hit this fucking button again. Wait a minute. <laughs> so you mean to tell me that somewhere in the atmosphere this meme was like sent from <laughs> hell, maybe? Born. Yeah, I thought I remembered. I, I tell you, uh I've said multiple times in the segment that I have enough gabagooly memes, I can't keep track of who sent me what, which is true. Usually, because that's information I don't take down. This was a particularly egregious one. I thought I remembered who sent it to me, but the fact that it keeps reappearing in the folder has me, like, doubting my entire life. Okay. This might be a naturally occurring meme. All right. Th this, th that will not stagnate the, the investigation. I want you Here's to what I floor. like about this. What this tells me is that somewhere <laughs> in Cat's cloud, this photo has been stored. <laughs> And Big Brother is going through all of our photos as we know, 
and Kat's going to end up on a watch list. Oh, absolutely. I have to already be on that watch list for the show. I, Mississippi Birdbath got us all on this watch list. You know what? It damn well might have been. I wouldn't change it for the world. Nesto, Mississippi Birdbath is one of the greatest gifts anybody's ever given me. I'm, I stand by that. Stand by it firmly. All right. We're done with the Italian shit. Thank God. And we're going to take a really quick break and we'll be right back with Attack of the Killer Tomatoes and Patreon stuff. Okay, Patreon pick. These are always dangerous. Mm-hmm. It hasn't been well. I I was attacked a couple times this year, but Chris kind of laying off the the evil picks. You know, like Chris we have no very sa- good this year. He has been again. Some he of has. this is PTSD, as we've talked about mm-hmm. from last year when we started the Patreon pick. But you know, there's been some some pretty shitty ones in there as well. But uh, Rob doesn't know how to work the Patreon, so we have to go through all the picks and everything, so he knows what's going on, right? Yeah. Okay. No clue. I d- yeah. And I don't remember this vote taking place at all. Uh, okay. <laughs> first uh, first submission was Tasha. Okay. And she put up Slaughterhouse 2023. Don't appreciate that. Solid pick. I think you would enjoy Slaughterhouse, Mikey. I've seen Slaughterhouse. I hated it. Oh, really? Yeah. How did you hate it? It's so good. He hates fun. Oh, that's right. Good. He hates fun. Forgot. I would have had a fun time with Slaughterhouse. Yeah, I would not have. Well, I would have. I would have had a lot to say about it. None of it. None of it would have been good. The sloth drives a car, Mikey. Yeah, seeing that very slowly. Imagine. I are I are Chris the Omen, mm-hmm. nineteen seventy six. All right, good. Nice. Movie. Would have been a solid pick. Yeah, yeah. Nesto, mom and dad, two thousand seventeen. Never heard of it. Okay, yes. that's a the Nick it's Cage a Nick movie. Cage right? movie. Yeah. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. Mm. Parents all lose their mind to try and kill their kids. Okay. Okay. Oh, I actually, <laughs> we should be doing this on the other podcast, but I remembered now. Um, I actually have a friend that was in Mom and Dad who would like to be on something. So okay. <laughs> we've got a booker here, the Nick F and Woo Cage cast. For you know, like, and I told her that if it's that one, it's going to be like 2026 or yeah, whatever. Before we get to mom and dad, yeah, we're still in 1994 over there. <laughs> I'm still watching you, Nesto. Tis the Good season pick, for your bullshit, man. So that fucking or tree thing. The only season not for his bullshit. Yeah, uh, I, I feel like Nesto. Now is not the time. No, oh. <laughs> now is not the time. Coming up in December. Now is not the time for a killer Christmas tree movie. Only on this fucking show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The next one is from Will the Thrill. All right, and Will. this one, I don't know how to say this one. Uh, Ma- Makala. Apparently, what? this is an Indian nightmare on Elm Street with Kung Fu dancing and Indian Michael Jackson. Sounds incredible. Yeah. What are we doing? Why are we not watching this? <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on. You're telling me there's a movie with the Indian Freddy Krueger and the Indian Michael Jackson? Well, they have to fight, right? <laughs> and kung fu and dancing. For the children? <laughs> uh, so they're from... over. Wow. 
Uh, IR Chris. That's wrong. There's usually not responses in the, the Patreon page. <laughs> IR Chris responded to this one and said, okay, dot, dot, dot. Bones, you can never say I'm digging to hurt you again. <laughs> <laughs> and then Will replies to that, huh, with the question mark. Will. <laughs> 10 out of 10 would watch. Oh, I believe you. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think Will was really aiming to hurt me with this one, but like, Will, think about what you did real quick, man. There's no <laughs> way. God damn, man. This one, fuck, that would be hard. Oh, and it's from 93. How good could it be? Even if it was good, how good could it be <laughs> to pull that off? And uh, the last one that did not win was Leah, and she had Pilgrim, 1990, uh, two, uh, 2019. That's probably would have been on brand for this yeah that would have been the the on brand pick but i'm kind of glad we didn't do that one because i don't i don't really care for that movie that much okay and here we are with the winner darth gregor with attack of the the killer tomatoes yeah or as he would say tomatoes i was gonna say it's attack of the killer tomatoes no the fuck it's not let's get it right all right anybody want to start with this uh rob you were on the fence Cat, you were looking for you know, I'll just get it out of the way though. <laughs> I didn't like this movie. Shocker. Yeah, yeah, shock of the century. I didn't like this movie. We did a watch party in Discord a while back, and it was Attack of the Killer Donuts. I very much enjoyed Attack of the <laughs> Killer Donuts. That's a good movie. It's a very good movie. Attack of the Killer Donuts was done well. This was not. Uh, I can talk about something positive, but I'll wait a little bit to do it. But for the most part, yeah, no, I did not enjoy this movie. It was all over the fucking place. And it was kind of on brand for the movie and for what they were doing. But it's not for me. And that's the issue here. So not a big fan of this one. And that's all I have right now for this fucking thing. <laughs> Who wants to throw it out there next? Um, I also did not like this movie, mm. um, Beautiful. largely because, uh, and I wrote down my thoughts here, so I would not forget this. Um, it feels less like a movie and more like a series of unfunny sketches. And yes. many of those I found to be racist, sexist, and or homophobic. Um, it clearly the humor quote unquote has not aged well in this movie. Uh, but it doesn't feel like a through line to me of a plot, just a sort of like a, a random collection of sketches that people thought were funny. Kat, what about you? I really love Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. God I, damn it. I'm sorry. I do. I Here's the thing is that I watched it in, I used to have like a movie club thing in uh, high school where we would watch specifically bad movies and uh this is like one of the first ones that i remember i had not seen it since then uh and i'll be honest it's like rob said it's sexist it's homophobic um it's racist it's not great it has not aged well the humor in this is not it it, it leaves a lot to be desired unfortunately Everything else about this is just so endearing to me. I love the effects. I love the plot. 
Um, I really like some of the characters. And this is, to me, this is what it's going to come down to. I'm, I'm probably going to cycle back around to this for my Portnoy score as well. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes is the movie that I think of when I think of B-horror movies. Like, this is kind of the bar for me. It was, like, one of the first ones that I remember watching ever. Um, it, it was kind of a favorite for a long time when I was younger. And I just, it it's very nostalgic for me. I have a soft spot for this one. I also had a tough time this year because I knew going into it that I probably was not going to like it as much. But earlier this year, I read the novelization um, and Psychopocalypse Media did a novelization by Jeff Strand uh, that that kind of has updated the story. Uh, It's added a layer of meta humor. I had a really tough time getting that out of my head as well. I do think the novelization is a lot better if you know, the movie rubs you the wrong way. Uh, a lot of it smoothed over and expanded upon in a very funny way. But And it, it's one of those, you know, it's easy to say, like, I can try to separate them, but it was hard to do because I was thinking about the novelization a, a lot during the rewatch of this. Is and I the had novelization less racist? Uh, the novelization does a lot to call out the racism. Okay which I thought was very interesting. Um, And same with the sexism. Like it's a recurring bit that in the novelization that no one can find uh, Jamie Fairchild, Jamie Fairchild, uh, that no one can find whatever her name is, Fairchild's name. Lois. Um, Lois Fairchild. No one can find her because they're looking for a man. And it it becomes kind of a thing where she's like sneaking around, getting into uh, different areas because everyone underestimates her. I think she was a lot smarter in the novelization because here everyone looks incompetent in the movie, but -hmm. it felt a lot more intentional in the novelization. And yeah, I I think it was better, um, but it was hard not to like think about it while I was watching, you know? Yeah. I remember her name's Lois because they did a stupid Superman bit. The Lois and Clark thing. Yeah. Also. Yeah. Was really, really dumb. That was dumb. Yeah. And that's, that's my biggest thing. This movie's not funny. Mm -mm. And it feels, this doesn't even feel like a horror movie, right? It just feels like a comedy. Um, but an unfunny one at that. And it's, it's like, it's a movie that's so bad. It's just bad. I thought that the audio sounded like shit uh, where I was watching it. I don't know if you guys had that problem or not, but it sounded like garbage. It didn't sound great. And I watched it on Tubi. So that's where I watched it too. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't paying for this fucking thing. No. <laughs> if it wasn't on Tubi, I would have free 99 this all fucking day. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it started off. It, it, I mean, all that. Yeah. That that's there for sure. But it started off bad for me. Like the, the tomato and the sink or like in the opening scene. It's literally just tomatoes sitting still in a goddamn sink, <laughs> making little grunty, weird noises. Not going to lie. When I saw I that, I thought, oh, there might be hope for this movie yet. <laughs> Ow! Um, but then it went all downhill from there. And it actually starts with a crawl that talks about Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds. Yeah. Um, and how dare they? <laughs> yeah. Because it's like they're drawing a line from this movie to Hitchcock and go fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. And, and that I don't know how you had hope for it. They didn't do anything different to the tomatoes. They were just tomatoes. No, I know. That made me laugh. I was like, all right, all right, this might be good. But then, unfortunately, 
it, it just got dumber and dumber. And then at some point I realized, oh, this is just a sketch show. Uh, th- that's exactly what it was. And and even after that, that opening scene, too, the, the music was all like this. I'll, I'll say I'll get my, my nice thing out of the way early, which might not be the best thing to do, but that's all I got. It leaned into what it was doing pretty well. Like it, it really, truly did. It was ridiculous all the way through. And it, it, it had things where it wasn't supposed to be taken seriously. They were clearly making something stupid and, and I'll give them that much. They at least read the room to the point where they knew that it, they, they, they kept the tone where it should be. And I give them a little bit of points for that. My positivity ends there. I mean, you're right. The tone's consistent throughout. <laughs> it's just a bad tone. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's just stupid. And and the, like I said, with the it just being tomatoes, I thought that was lazy, man. And granted, they did. I'm sure they didn't have enough money as Attack of the Killer Donuts, and this was made in a very different time than Attack of the Killer Donuts. So, you know, like I yeah, I'll cut them some slack there. But like they could have did something. Well, they did have like giant tomatoes at the end. They did get to eventually to that. Yeah, like the tomatoes did keep getting bigger. They did, but throughout a good portion of the movie, it was literally just fucking tomatoes. They were just sitting still. I mean, they rolled one every now and then. It wasn't even good shots of them rolling. <laughs> like, what the fuck? It literally cost you nothing to roll that tomato. You could have reshot it and did it well. Like, it drove me crazy. Like, Attack of the Killer Donuts. The reason I like it is because the donuts were cool. They were bouncing around. They had little horns and faces and shit. And they looked cool. These were just fucking tomatoes. Did it? <laughs> is part of the reason you didn't like this is because it makes you afraid to eat sauce or what you call gravy. I don't call it gravy. Oh. I don't. You know I don't call it gravy, in fact. And you're doing this being disrespectful. I would never. You are doing it right now. You're actively doing it right now. No, that doesn't sound like me. <laughs> Son of a bitch. You're hanging around Allie too much. I don't like that. It doesn't <laughs> sound like me shit. I got um, I got one good laugh, and I, and I don't know how comfortable I am with the fact that I laughed at this joke, because I think it might be racist, but it's also was really <laughs> funny. Uh oh. <laughs> um, and that was when they were all fit into that little room, like the generals, and the Japanese guy stood up and he knocked a picture off the wall that was of the USS Arizona and it sank to the bottom of the fish tank. Yeah. <laughs> that was really funny. It was pretty funny. Um, it was a little funny. But I also feel like it's, it's maybe more racist than it is funny. I, there were a lot of things in here where it's like, I, and part of it is, the nostalgia i think there were a lot of things in here that i knew i shouldn't be laughing at that i that i did mm-hmm. <laughs> the, also the fact that his voice is dubbed over so kills me here's a funny yeah. thing about that because you're right he's he's a japanese guy and his voice is dubbed over and he has like this real deep voice and stuff yeah um i got uh i got a job at a radio station and they told me one of the guys that was on the air's name was curtis fong and my first thought was, what the fuck does that guy sound like on the air? You know, <laughs> Curtis Fong had the voice of God. It was incredible. <laughs> yeah. 
So when I saw that, I immediately thought of Curtis and I did laugh at that, but that was just because I had a personal experience with that. Um, and Curtis Fong, also a great guy. Uh, uh, he was, he was a lot of fun to hang around with, but, um, so, so that did make me laugh when I saw it in the movie, but only because I think more because of my personal experience with that than, than anything to do with the fact that they had, had overdubbed the voice. Yeah. I mean, it, it was just like typical, like you've seen that a lot around the, the, the time this movie came out. What was it? 78? 78. Yeah. 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 Like that was, I guess where comedy was at, like there was a lot of Asian dubs, uh, dub overs and everything. And it, like, it was the joke. I don't know. I got may, maybe back in 78, it was funny. Like now it's just mm-hmm. a thing that people do. It didn't land for me with like a lot of this stuff. Like it was very slapsticky and again for 78. Sure. Maybe this worked uh, in, in 2023 no it's almost that airport or naked gun kind of humor which i'm not a huge fan of like those movies are funny sometimes like but i just like in that scene where the guy knocks the picture off the wall they've all crammed into that tiny little room and it's just stupid i do think that was Mm -hmm. one uh, so i am also not usually a fan of that humor i think the fact that it is a little bit off is why i like this one so much as opposed to other ones and, and a lot of the stuff that i did like is just like goofy visual gags like that they have that big desk in the tiny little corner office and no one can sit down you know and they're just like treating it like it's very normal and uh, crawling over one another and stuff and it's like that it, it, it's stuff like that and the other one that comes to mind is when the um parachute gets stuck yeah. in the car door and he's mm-hmm. running along you know beside the car and then he ends up pulling the car with the parachute it's just like they're dumb things these little visual gags but they kind of remind you that you're just not supposed to be taking this this seriously and everyone on screen is like so fully i i there are a lot of movies like this where i think it would have been easy to just kind of and i'm not going to say this is top tier acting but i think there are a lot of movies that (laughs) were made in this era that were like you know we're gonna have this really crazy premise and then everyone kind of phones it in what i find so endearing about attack of the killer tomatoes is that regardless of what it's doing everyone on screen is just like fully committed to this whole tomatoes are trying to kill us thing And, and there are just these visual gags that remind you that you're in like a goofy silly movie even as this guy's running for his life like trying to pull this car along for the car chase Uh, something about it just works for me i i think it's great yeah it's it's the kind of humor that i guess i like i airport is a very funny or airplane is a very funny movie um but i have to be in the mood to want to watch airplane you know it's not a movie i can just sit down and watch anytime and this movie kind of hits that same kind of humor, and maybe I just wasn't in the mood for it today. But I, I got to be honest, I can't imagine ever being in the mood to watch this. I mean, there's a scene where they're walking down a hallway, and there's just a guy taking a shower. <laughs> like, that's just stupid. It's not funny. And, it's just dumb. And there's the guy that falls asleep. Yeah, the guy. He's yeah, the general nap in the hallway. It's so stupid. Like, I, that doesn't make me laugh at all. I just think it's dumb. I do agree with you. Um, I I think I have to be in the mood to watch this. Um, 
this hit on a good week because mm-hmm. I've been kind of under the weather, and that's oh, exactly you're all what... loopy from the cold medicine. <laughs> I am kind of loopy from the cold medicine. Uh, loopy is exactly when I want to watch these kinds of movies, and I I just had a blast with this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess I could see that because it's the same with like Naked Gun, like that kind of you know, like those are yeah. funny movies. I, I acknowledge they're funny if I'm in the mood for that. I'm rarely in the mood for that. Is the problem. Uh, but when I am, they hit perfect, you know. Um, and this one just, I guess I just wasn't in the mood for that. tonight. Did I, uh, I watched it earlier today, I think, yesterday. I don't know. Whenever the fuck I watched it. It didn't work for me. And I, I've been known to laugh my ass off at some naked gun stuff. So, like, I, I, I see what you mean there. But, you know, it wasn't. It was it was a different tone, but it wasn't like too far off. We were joking not too long ago, Rob, about Three's Company. There's some similarities in the comedy used. I'll sit and watch Three's Company right now. Oh, absolutely. You know, so fact, let's just stop recording and go watch Three's Company. <laughs> this is also what happened last time we watched Three's Company. Turn this off. We're on Three's Company. Anytime Three's Company comes up, I'm ready to watch it. Yeah, and that has to do with the performances and the acting. And, you know, I kind of I agree with what Kat said, but uh, as far as everyone being invested, that's kind of what I was talking about before, where it's just, you know, the acting went into that. They, you know, they help set that tone, you know, obviously very important. And I, you know what? One more, one more good thing. One more. Uh, when the, the news guy is interviewing that girl outside her house after like, she's like <laughs> oh, your husband died. You're gonna have to find a new man. You're not a spring chicken anymore. She, she's just reading this poor woman. I laughed at that. That was uh, Yeah, that funny. was kind of, I forgot about that. That was kind of fun. He gave, he like dropped her whole world on her right then and there with a camera in her face. He calms her down first before the camera interview is the part that really checks me up. He's like, no, it's okay. We're going to get you on camera. We're going to talk about it. And then immediately. Just attacked her. But that kind of goes into the next point. I don't think this is a horror movie. Oh, so again, this is something that I'm sure we're going to cycle back around to. This is not a horror movie. This okay. had no business being on this show. I I love this, and I love that it has been kind of embraced by the horror fans that like those weird, like, 70s cult movies, you know? I think this is the least scary out of any of them, because they knew what they yeah. were doing. Like, a lot of them ended up being cult movies by accident, Mm-hmm. Uh, because they were trying to do something scary and it turned out really poorly. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, they knew exactly what they were making when they were making this movie. <laughs> I, it, it does feel like if we're doing this, we might as well just next week do Scary Movie. Yeah. I would not mind doing Scary Movie. Scary uh, Movie also much more horror than this, by the way. I it's another stupid no. franchise that I have to be in the mood for, and I'm I rarely am. Okay, true, but there were more kills in it. There were there was blood in it. I mean, there's more of a horror movie than this. I, I don't know, man. These tomatoes get some people. I get some people. You don't see nothing. I don't know. It it's just to to me this and, and I'm not tooting scary movies someone for being a horror movie or nothing, but I, this just was not a horror movie at all. And I was just sitting there going like I haven't seen this in a very long time. I was like, what in the fuck, man? I do th- think that i took a lot of enjoyment out of watching it knowing that you were going to have to watch it too <laughs> what the fuck man why to be a fly on the wall while you were watching this movie <laughs> god 
God damn it. Yeah, no, it uh, there were a lot of eye rolls. It was awful. <laughs> it was terrible. It felt really long. It's not a long movie, but God, did it feel like it went on forever. Yeah, it sure did. It it I, it was one of those where I checked the time and I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Man, but I took on. a note. I literally took a note that says I'm less than 10 minutes into this and I can't take a whole movie of this crap. It's stupid. Cat, <laughs> <laughs> you're a trooper, man. You're a trooper. I don't know. The, I I was surprised at how quickly it ended. I had a blast. I just it's an it's 80 minutes. It's not even like a 90 minute movie. <laughs> it felt like a day and a half though. <laughs> and yeah, I was a little loopy, but I just I had the time of my life with this. I I really like this one. I think it's a ton of fun. I love and this is something that I do kind of wish to see about horror movies. And I know that this was more on the comedy spectrum, even in the seventies, you know, when they were making a bunch of silly movies like this, it's something that I would love to see come back into style though, uh, with horror movies today where we can just have like, Oh, like attack of the killer donuts is a really good example. You know, it's obviously drawing some inspiration from attack of the killer tomatoes because this was like the big one but it's like i i just love those goofy premises i wish we had more of these where it's just like listen tomatoes are evil now let's do this <laughs> you know like uh, i just true. that's the kind of stuff sure. that's the kind of plot i have fun with yeah. and I, you know th- i think this one does it really well i'm in particular I really love um, that they have, you know, they figure out that the song Puberty Love can defeat the tomatoes and they're playing it. And then they meet the tomato with headphones. And it's like, it's just so good. Um, and when that doesn't, you know, when they have to defeat him anyway, he pulls out the sheet music for Puberty Love and that just <laughs> immediately defeats the tomato. Like, it's just... I, I want more nonsensical horror plots like this because it's something that I really miss. Speaking of puberty love. <laughs> yeah. God I came across it. something in Fun Facts okay. that I still am having trouble processing and we'll get there. But it's <laughs> okay. about that song. <laughs> okay. I'm excited. Uh, I'm with you, Kat. I'm with you. I like it. Attack of the Killer Drones is a good example. Like, it was, that was a great movie. Yeah, but I and I and to be fair to this movie, the Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, I feel like we're at a time where you can do a premise like that right. Yeah, you know, and hey, if they did Attack of the Killer Tomatoes and it looked like Attack of the Killer Donuts, and even if they kept the same type of slapsticky thing, I might be more into it. You know, but you get a little more of the horror aspect with that because the tomatoes can do more than just sit on the floor. And you know, like you, you can do, you can actually pull it off. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you, um, in principle. But I, there's just again, there's something just really endearing about, and you know, they do get the big tomatoes at the end, but in the beginning, where there's just a tomato in the sink, like that, that's the kind of shit that just cracks me up because it's like, man, you, you just, I love movies that just work purely by the by the power of like the audience's imagination you know where it's like she's is being killed by this tomato you have to believe that the tomato is scary for this to work you know like i don't <laughs> know it don't. makes me feel like a part of the process 
there would have been nothing. It would have cost very <laughs> little for them to put a magnet in that or or something in that tomato on the bottom end of it, and you know, put another magnet on the bottom and move it around. It would have cost nothing, but they just didn't do it. And like it's shit like that, man. Like, come on. And I, I don't know how to make a movie for shit, but I could have thought of that. I don't know. It, for me, you just need more, and that's. And like, I would like, hey, Attack of the Killer Tomato uh, uh, remake. Sure, fine. If you do it right, I'll be there for it, and I'll give it its fair day in court. I feel like we need to start. I would a, also love that. Well, it did a, get a sequel starring George Clooney. It did, and I'll be sequel. honest. I forgot, so I'm pretty sure I watched these back-to-back. I forgot a little bit which one was which. <laughs> yeah, I was disappointed that George Clooney wasn't in this one, to be honest with you. I love George Clooney. A lot of the scenes that I remembered um, were ones from Return of the Killer Tomatoes, which has like one of the best cinematic plot twists of all time. <laughs> Is it as good as Ben's son? It's God better. Damn it. It's so much better. <laughs> it's better than the greatest cinematic moment of ever put to film. Well, it's it is the greatest cinematic moment ever put to film. So <laughs> interpret as that. you will. <laughs> All right. Do you guys have anything else you want to start moving into facts and stuff? Uh, I don't. I've got nothing else really. Okay. No, the, that would be. the last thing that I have is actually I have just a small excerpt uh, from the novelization. Okay. Okay. It follows Penelope, who is the woman in the beginning who sees the tomato in the sink. Okay. Uh, Penel- uh, Penelope's parents had never instilled in her a fear of tomatoes. It had not been necessary. They were so small, so harmless. Who, deathly allergies notwithstanding, had ever been hurt by a tomato? You were far more likely to accidentally cut yourself dicing one than you were to be attacked by the tomato itself. Were they gross on the inside? Sure. But so were humans, if you really stopped to think about it. God damn it. I mean, that, I, I enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah. And the whole book, it, it has this very like, uh, just they expand stuff in a way that's very funny. You have a lot of lines like, uh, no, this couldn't be happening. It violated the laws of tomato physics, which just like <laughs> excellent. Uh, so, yeah, uh, to end on one note, I, I can understand uh, not liking this. I think especially if you don't have any kind of like if, emotional connection to this or. You know, if you're coming in as an adult seeing this for the first time, I, I don't think it's going to do much for you. But I cannot recommend the novelization enough. Like, it is so <laughs> funny. It is what this movie thought it was doing in 1978. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that maybe that was the problem, because the only kind of connection I had to this movie is that I also had worked with an Asian man with a really deep voice. <laughs> All right. So reviews? Uh, reviews. So this, uh, I will say, fans and audiences seem to side with you guys a lot more than me really? on this one. Yeah, it it has a tomato meter of twenty seven percent. Wow. A whopping audience score of forty two percent. IMDb has the highest of the three at four point six out of ten. Okay. I'm surprised. 
This is yeah. like a beloved movie, you know? Like, that's shocking. I, I know. Uh, this might be our lowest rated like cult classic on the show as of yet. Uh-huh. Uh, it, it did not do well with critics. Uh, but I found a good review, a bad review, and the one that we're actually going to open with, which we don't have to read the whole thing, but it wins my um, Cavalor Award for Best Review title. Okay. <laughs> Fruit of the Gloom. Nine out of ten. Perfect. (laughs) Wow. All right. That's just great. Uh, The negative review is uh, four out of ten. Not what I expected. I was expecting this movie to be one of those so good it's bad. So so good. There's an extra good in here. God damn it. (laughs) It's so bad it's good. I was expecting this movie to be a good one of those so bad it's good films. There we Uh, go. (laughs) But I was disappointed. Found it boring through all the gags fell flat. I never laughed once. It felt more like a drama than anything else. It isn't a it isn't a horrible movie, but I expected more from a cult classic. Maybe you just have to be in the right frame of mind for the jokes to be funny, but I obviously was not. The main theme song did nothing but annoy me more as uh, did any of the other songs in the movie. But this is just my opinion. If nothing else, it was worth watching just for the novelty factor. But I can't see myself watching it again anytime soon. I would like to say that that person needs to look up the definition of the word drama. (laughs) Because this Uh, does not feel like it. This feels like a lot of things, not a drama. I'm glad that you honed in on that. That's actually why I pulled this instead of the many, many bad reviews that I had to pull from. Uh, first of all, it was a little bit shorter. And second of all, he is the only one that came to the conclusion that this was a drama. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, And our good review, uh, 10 out of 10. I pulled this one because it was, in fact, the only 10 out of 10. Uh, love this flick. I wish movies like this were still made today. This is what is missing from society. It is a great movie. It is so bad it's good. Lots of laughs. Lots of absurdities. Never fails to make us remember why we love it so much. I feel like you wrote that. Uh, I <laughs> wish that I had. <laughs> it's funny. I also love that it spoke that it like transitions from a first person to like a first person plural, like a hive mind of tomatoes <laughs> is writing the review absolutely great (laughs) all right the facts about this movie uh this has an estimated budget of ninety thousand dollars okay uh the box office was five hundred sixty seven thousand dollars so yeah they made some money yeah imagine Um, what it's making now with like you know resells and and merch and uh, yeah it's making it killing now yeah uh, the helicopter crash in the early scenes uh, was unintentional. The tail rotor blades <laughs> accidentally hit the ground, causing the helicopter to spin out of control. Debris and the top rotor blades narrowly missed the police officers in the scene and the crew off camera. The pilot received minor injuries. After being pulled from the wreck, Jack Riley and George Wilson quickly ad-libbed the rest of the scene as the wreck was set on fire. The crash of the $60,000 rented helicopter used up more of the budget than all the other aspects of the film combined. God damn. <laughs> that's amazing. That could have hurt it too, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's unfortunate. Uh, here's the one that, that really stood out to me. The song Puberty Love was performed by Matt Cameron, who would later go on to be the drummer for Soundgarden and Pearl Jam. Wow. What? Yes. <laughs> 
Unbelievable. What? Yeah. yeah. I, I did not dig I guess there's into... a reason they didn't let the drummer sing in Pearl Jammer's <laughs> Soundgarden. <laughs> I did not dig too much into that to, to verify it. Uh, I will be looking into it later, though, because Pearl Jam is one of my favorite bands of all time. Um, and I also like Soundgarden quite a bit. Um, I was stunned when I read that. And but it is one of the things where I could see like somebody made it up. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I could also see it being true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, they didn't say like Eddie Vedder, you know, then I would know right. it wasn't true. <laughs> yeah. Um, most of the cast had never appeared in a movie before, and several never acted again. Shocker. <laughs> <laughs> Can't imagine why. Uh, the giant tomatoes were made out of foam. And finally, J. Stephen Peace did all of his own stunts and had a wooden board on wheels placed under his stomach for the scene in which he's dragged down the street by a car. <laughs> okay. So he was drugged down the street by an actual car with just a board on wheels. <laughs> Damn. Like, That's I guess commitment. a skateboard looking kind of thing, right? Like, a yeah. picture. But still. It's- Shit, the that could have gone horribly get, bad, especially for a production that crashed an entire fucking helicopter. Yeah, I would not trust that crew in particular <laughs> to drag me down the street on a car. Right. All right. Is that it, Rob? That's it. There were not a, a ton of facts about this one. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Portnoy time. Anybody want to go first? I'll um, go. I, I, I can go first if you want. I can also go last. I think I'm going to have the most egregious scores. Yeah, probably. I think we should wait on cats. Cat will be the outlier. And just a quick Google search does indeed show me uh, from the Yamaha website, their music website. You know, they make drums and shit. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. That Matt Cameron's musical career pretty much started out with the vocal part on the song Puberty Love. <laughs> Jeez. So that is indeed true, which I completely blows my Ooh. mind. Um. Yeah, you want me to go or you want to, Mikey? I don't care. I can go. All right. Uh, I want to be nicer to it, man. I truly, truly do. I just fucking can't. Uh, I feel like I'm going to catch some shit over it because, you know, people love this movie. So Greg Greg has been saying, I can't wait to. I can't, I can't tell if he really wants to hear us talk about it or if he just knows this movie is going to piss me off or a combination of the two. But is hard for me to pin down a port. This is one of the harder port noise I've had to figure out, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Because I really want to be nice. Honestly, Cabin in the Woods was harder too. Cabin in the Woods and this were pretty hard. Because again, I wanted to try and be nice to Cabin in the Woods for you, Kat. Thank you. And I didn't quite get to the nice level, but I'm sure people can understand. You reined it in. I tried my best. This one's getting like a I'll give it a a 2.8 is all like a 2.9. Oh. I'll sit at a 2.9. Okay. Wow. I really didn't like it. You know what? No, fuck that. It is getting a 2.8. I can't go. I can't even go up to the nine. That's the best I could do. It wasn't it wasn't a movie for me. I feel like it was lazy and poor in, in, at certain points. And I don't know. I just it wasn't for me and it was goofy. It was a bad goofy. It was a corny goofy in 2023. And it wasn't a horror movie. Greg, you have terrible taste. And this is just another example. End of soliloquy. 
Happy birthday, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, unlike Mikey, I have no interest in being nice to the movie. The score is what the score is, and it's not my fault. And this, to me, falls in Thanksgiving 3, Feast 2 territory. God damn. Um, This movie, like I said, is it doesn't feel like a movie. It feels like a string of comedy sketches. And yeah. the sketches aren't funny. It's tons of racism, a bunch of sexism. There's homophobia, pretty much any group that you can think of to offend. They will offend throughout this thing. Um, it's it's 80 minute runtime felt like a day and a half. It's really just completely stupid. Um, I hated every second of watching it. I give it a <laughs> 0. 0.2. Oh, my God. Ooh. Rob. Wow, wow, wow. Okay. All right. I I can't believe that. Wow. It's bad. It's real fucking bad. It is. (laughs) I gave him a little bit because it's a beloved movie. And I don't care about that. The movie is what the movie is. The score is what the score is. All that other stuff is fine. If people love it, they can love it. But no, it's just fucking stupid. Yeah. Uh, So Rob's. I'm not. I'm too drunk and loopy to do math <laughs> rob might be the outlier uh mikey and i are closer than i thought we were going to be i oh had boy. i had a really tough time ranking this also there there are a lot of factors in this one we talked about it with bad cgi sharks where i had a really tough time giving it like a horror score uh because it's not a horror movie i love it to pieces but it's just not a horror movie uh i'm kind of in the same boat with attack of the killer tomatoes where i know that it's been like co-opted by the horror community but sitting down and watching it again it is a comedy you know like it is what it is uh those were factors the humor hasn't really aged very well uh i know that i can't you know take it entirely out of context of the book which you know there's just there are a lot of factors at play um i if i felt bad giving it too high a score if 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 it were pure like how much did i enjoy this it would be getting an unreasonably high score um but it does have issues and I, you know i i was kind of looking at some of my other b movie scores to see it none of them have gotten up to a five i and i feel bad putting this one you know much higher than our other like silly horror comedies because it it does have things like the humor that hasn't aged real well but uh, on the other side of that this is the kind of the one that started like this whole subgenre of attack of the things that cat loves you know like it has a place in history i landed on a 4.5 okay I could have gone higher or lower just because uh, this feels like such a fun time and it did so much for other horror movies. Like if it weren't for Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, we wouldn't have Attack of the Killer Donuts, you know, like there's a whole genre of these that I just adore, but I, yeah. being reasonable about it and ranking it, you know, in today as a viewer today looking for a horror movie it's missing some stuff yeah damn okay i thought you were gonna be higher cat i'm not gonna lie i thought rob was gonna be a little higher god damn 
I did think Rob was going to be a little bit higher. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Not I did not like I this thought, movie. I thought you were going to be lower, though. Like also, I figured you were going to have the lowest score for this. Yeah, jeez. I thought maybe the tomatoes would <laughs> uh, pull Rob over. Also, oh, I can't believe we didn't talk about it. The song that they sing at the end. This is like sometimes a musical movie and sometimes not. Yeah. yeah. Did you did you notice that at the end the uh the couple that's singing at each other they switch voices like halfway through i did because i noticed that she also catches him she catches him yeah and then he's singing the the low part and she's singing the high part and then they switch and it was it was good this movie's a mess i love it (laughs) (laughs) i mean honestly you could tell me they did that and screwed it up in all in editing and i would you know (laughs) (laughs) all right fair enough uh all right that's attack of the killer tomatoes like i said i haven't seen it in so long and i was very surprised in how little horror was in there man like this horror community will just take shit sometimes sometimes we just steal stuff (laughs) Uh, i think this was one of them yeah it 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 happens i mean you know it's Ghostbusters, you know, Ghostbusters, the comedy. Ghostbusters is the big one uh, right. that I always think of where it's yeah. like, I don't know how we ended up with that. I'm not complaining. Right. I uh, love Ghostbusters. I'm just confused. <laughs> yeah. 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 Honestly, I might give Ghostbusters. I, I would give Ghostbusters a pass way before this. Cause well, like, the, the one thing that Ghostbusters has for it is that library scene that scared everybody when they were children. Yeah. Yeah. There's ghosts. I mean, I know that doesn't equal horror. Yeah, I mean, I this know. has killer tomatoes. It has tomatoes. Is what no, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. killer tomatoes. Fucking no, it's not tomatoes. Let's pronounce I it correctly. Can't stand when Greg does that. He says it so serious. I've never heard someone seriously use it. Yeah, I think he's done it so long. It's just the way he says it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of like the uh, the what and the where and oh yeah. my god, Greg. All right. Patreon.com forward slash slash your radio. We kind of talked about it earlier. Extra show every week. Uh, behind the scenes stuff for before, during, after the show. All that shit that doesn't make it into the regular show goes up there. Uh, Easter egg stuff does still exist. It's on Patreon. Um, you get the gobbagooly stuff every fucking week. <laughs> and just anything else that we get. Uh, you know, it goes up on Patreon. Uh, like this week, we have Rob playing DVD, which is going to be hysterical. We have Greg's top 200 horror movies coming up the next few weeks. What do you mean uh, hysterical? We st- People can watch that and get tips. <laughs> On what not to do. Please. Pat, the amount of times you just hear random <laughs> shit. Fuck. Which <laughs> is so funny. Um, uh, we have a lot of stuff like we have like a horror trivia contest that we have to start get going. We do have the slashies coming up next month. The first week in January will be slashy week. Uh, so oh, make sure we got to start on that. <laughs> yes. Uh, so make sure you subscribe to us wherever you're listening to this. And uh, so you can get in on that. There's going to be voting. You guys, we have no say in this. We get a vote just like you guys. And that's all we got. We got to do. We have not been happy with a lot no. of that shit. Yeah. Also, Rob has his, um, what the hell was the name of that award? The Lifetime? The what? Lord Humphrey Lifetime Achievement Award, um, which also is uh, equivalent to 
being inducted into the Slasher Radio Hall of Fame. Currently, the Slasher Radio Hall of Fame has two members. Uh, we have Am- Amber, our beloved Amber, yes. and Al Bundy. Al, um, yes. <laughs> so uh, we're going to be uh, looking for nominations for that also. when we will select a Lord Humphrey Lifetime Achievement Award winner. Patrons are the only ones who get to, to nominate and vote yes. on that, too, by the way. so Well, they don't vote. I pick. Oh, right, right, right. You pick, but they, they nominate. Yeah, they nominate. some of them yeah. are not voting categories. We have a secret panel for that. Yeah, there are, a few. there are a few special <laughs> categories every year. Yeah, I would I would like to put we're going to have more of those in this one. Too. We're going to kind of lean into that a little more, hopefully going okay. into this. We're going to have so we're going to have some fun and you fuckers better get involved with it. Crying out loud. <laughs> I would also like to point out that Al Bundy just edged out my uncle, Uncle Steve. Steve yeah, yeah for, that was yeah. We, we talked about how that would be a bit probably where uh, Stevie would get nominated every year and then immediately they dropped the ball on that. And then he was not. Nominated. <laughs> Do you guys know how empty my Thanksgiving was? Because I didn't get to. I had to sit across from Stevie with turkey and everything in front of us. And I couldn't even tell him. That he lost to somebody like Al Bundy again. Like, guys, come on, man. And he wasn't enjoy... wearing his Crocs. No, he was not wearing his fiance was wearing her Crocs, though. Did not like the Crocs. She, he got himself a keeper. I like that. No. He does, but without the Crocs. She's a very nice know. woman. Um, loves Nightmare Before Christmas, too. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> does she have Nightmare Before Christmas Crocs? I bet they make those. She did have Nightmare Before Christmas pins on the Crocs. Oh, she had no. those little gibbets? Is that what the, yeah, the, yeah, I hate that stuff. there's a word for gibbets. Me too. Me too. <laughs> I hate it so much. And your boyfriend wears Crocs. You're, you're kind of contributing oh. to the problem, guy. You got to. Does set him he on know fire. what a gibbet is? I don't know if he knows what a gibbet is. I'm not going to ask him. <laughs> oh God damn it! He listens to the show. No. <laughs> hey, you get a Halloween three gibbet. Yes, I'm supporting <laughs> that just to annoy Cat. Look at the alliance. I'll Wait, go. Hang on, <laughs> like a silver shamrock one. Like I think just the Dr. Like Chalice. Oh my God. That'd be pretty funny. <laughs> honestly, Mr. Cat's boyfriend guy, you could really just print out anything and pin it to a croc. Honestly, if you get <laughs> Dr. Chalice's face the size of the croc, you could just do that too. Yeah. Options. Uh, but yeah, patreon.com forward slash slash your radio. Uh, follow us on Twitter uh, at slash your radio on Twitter. And also check out our YouTube. Doesn't get much. We usually don't do much on YouTube because, uh, um, honestly, I just don't feel like it. It's a lot of extra work, and I'm busy enough as it is. <laughs> but we do have our episode. Of, I'm honest, man. Please give me that. Um, we do have our episode with Matthew Cote up. The video version of that it is doing quite well, and we appreciate everybody checking that out a lot. Uh, support indie horror, goddammit. And you can check me out at Mikey's Dead on Twitter if you would like. Also check out the other show that I do. Oh fuck, I'm not ready with Loomis Huge Clown Penis. Huge Clown Penis. Ali Surreal. Uh, that is called Cult FM. You can check that out at Cult FM Pod on Twitter or wherever you're listening to slash radio. Oh, cat. Ali falling asleep on Matthew Cote has caught on. I was checking out Schmuckles. Shout out to him. Uh, he had done a video on us, and I was you know checking out his stream and everything. And this is it's a whole button now. This is what was said when Ali started talking in his chat. It's the girl who fell asleep on Matthew Cote. No way. No way. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking one of the greatest things that ever happened. And that's it for me. Rob, what about you? Uh, you can find me um, on social media at Radio Rob 123. Uh, you can also listen to the other show that I do with Kat, the Nick F and Woo Cage Cast. 
Um, we are doing an episode on Trapped in Paradise, the 1994 uh, movie. And hopefully that'll be out, although we have not recorded it yet, Kat. We need to do that. Yes. Uh, I am free tomorrow, and my voice seems to have held out okay. So Perfect. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, we kind of got to record an episode to put it out for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Very important. All right. Cat, uh, what about you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at cat underscore Vlor, V-O-L-E-U-R. You can check out my website, catvalor.com. Uh, I have a puppet shark novelization and always working on more spooky books. So, Yes. That's it for us, guys. Next week, we will be back. Oh, yeah, we got to talk about that. Uh, Harry Manfredini question mark. Um, <laughs> we'll check you out next week, guys. Good night from Slasher Radio. All the best with Slasher Radio podcast. <laughs>